0: So, if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com. Build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome there as well. Today is our weekly financial update where we talk about student loans, home buying, um, stock market, and how it all really matters to the 20 to 40 year old age bracket okay uh today we're going to be going into october here soon in a couple days which means student loan repayments kicking off um actually repayments already started we're recurring interest i should say payments are starting in october today we're going to be sharing a lot of what we're seeing and the fiasco that's going on right now with loan servicers <clears throat> with that we'll jump right into it if you are listening on the podcast though before we get started make sure that you subscribe so that way you get notified when new episodes come out um, if you're watching on youtube same thing subscribe like hit the uh, you know the uh, comment section put some comments in help us hit the algorithm so that way this gets out to more people it also helps you because then you're notified as of new updates um, and share this with your friends too because it's gonna help them also let's jump right into student loans October is a couple days away hey okay. it, it's already starting um just the stories that we hear I mean we already already heard people tell us that the wait times like over 300 minutes at some of their loan services okay uh, we're already seeing stories about like monthly payments being calculated wrong um it seems like some of the sites have not updated their calculators like some of them are still using repay information to be calculating save it, it's just an absolute fiasco it's like Okay, we had this calculation before, and instead of actually building a new one, let's just try to patch up the old code. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't work that way. Um, like, it's just, it's it's a mess. Like, we've seen that. We've also seen people that said, hey, I want to go and pay as you earn, and instead they've been put on save or vice versa, right? So those are the big problems that we're seeing right now from a high level. But one of the biggest issues that we're seeing, seeing and I want to deep dive into this one, is for those of you that are on income-driven repayment plans, the, the monthly payments we're seeing are messed up for a lot of people. Uh, first of all, like you don't have to recertify for, I believe it's six months once repayment starts. But people are doing it anyways. A lot of you don't need to, especially if you're in repayment prior to COVID. You can wait until they tell you you have to recertify. But what's going on right now, people go on to these applications, and the, the application makes it seem like it's really convenient to link your IRS tax account to the Department of Education and just pull your money right, you know, like your income right off of that. There's a number of problems there. First of all, you might qualify for a lot lower payment based on on like what they have on record right now. So don't recertify yet. That's number one. Number two, if you do link your tax returns, there's there's errors that are coming in, and that system, in our opinion, is not ready yet. And so we're seeing the monthly payments being calculated wrong, especially for married couples, and especially if you're filing separately. Um, on top of that, if you have kids, like your tax return might say like, well, this person is claiming the kids, this person's not. So if you're the person that's not, your monthly payment's going to be higher if you use your tax return. Whereas if you say, no, I'm going to use an alternative source of income to, to certify my income like a pay stub, you can also then choose my household is three or four people. And so you get the benefit of filing separately and getting a lower monthly payment, but also being able to put your kids on the application for your, your monthly payment, and your payment's going to be lower, okay? That's the way these things should be being done. They're not, okay? So more of the story, you don't have to recertify your income yet, okay? The only time you might have to certify your income is if you weren't in repayment prior to COVID, Okay? Number two is your tax return. It's gonna ask you and prompt you to link your tax return. Most of you are not gonna to wanna to do that right now because in our opinion, the system's not ready for quote unquote game time, right? And you might end up actually costing yourself a lot of money. And so therefore, <clears throat> you should be basically using the alternative methods, either a pay stub or you can also write in how much uh, you're making, okay? and we'll put a link to to a video of how to complete the application for IDR and all the notes and everything, all right? Now, for those of you that had already linked your IRS tax return, is there anything you can do? Yeah, you can sit on hold and, and tell them that the number is wrong and submit your pay stub instead. Just beware, it's gonna take a long time on hold and it's gonna take probably a month or two for them to actually fix the payment. So you might be stuck with that higher payment For the next month or two, okay. Um, But yeah, that's that's the student loan news going forward. October, November, we're expecting it to get worse. Okay, as always, if you guys need help, yes, we can build out comprehensive financial plans at FitBucks. We specialize in student loans. We know the stuff inside and out. We know them. Just let us know. Become a FitBucks member. Schedule a call with the financial strategist. We'll help you know exactly what your payment should be how to potentially lower it make sure it's done correctly help us here make sure you go and get it okay going on on the weekly financial update house shopping yeah nothing new here right um mortgage rates still at at highs for the last 20 years um home affordability is, is shit um still same thing will it improve yeah, probably not. I don't I don't see it improving in the near future. So if you think, oh, I'm gonna wait for like three months because it's gonna get better, eh, you will see. We'll see about that, okay? Right now though, the word of advice I can give you is you: if you're buying a house or if you're looking at buying a house, you gotta take in your long-term plans, okay? Like, you have to. Now this is always important to do, but especially right now because home affordability is, is so low, okay? What I mean by that is you got to look at saying, okay, how long am I going to be in this house? What's my goal with it? Am I going to be here forever? Do I plan on selling it in five to 10 years? Do I eventually want to rent this out, buy something else to live into? Again, these are always important, but right now you really have to ask yourself these things because you might want to use like an adjustable rate mortgage instead of a 30-year principal interest loan. You may want to use mortgage points instead of just getting a higher interest rate. You need to start looking at these things if you're thinking about buying a house and getting that knowledge before you buy the house of what are my options that can fit my game plan. Again, schedule call the financial strategies if you're in this situation, talk about like mortgage points and all stuff. And again, I'll, I'll put some links in there that talk about mortgage points and whatnot. But you gotta start looking at that because it's, it's more important than ever right now because that home affordability is so low, okay? Going on to the stock market, this is one where I'm getting a lot of questions about, um, and this also has to go with student loans too we're probably gonna be entering into a government shutdown. When it comes to student loans, that's probably gonna make weights and stuff lag even more because the government officials that need to do some of that stuff might not be working. Stock market is looking at this type of stuff. It's always up and down. I've been in the stock market, I don't know, what, what 20 years? I can't tell you how many times I've heard the threat of a government lockdown. And this plays perfect into next year's of presidential election, you know, because I'll take student laws as just one topic, okay? If the government shuts down and they can't process loan forgiveness, and I've already saw it on one article, like if it shuts down, um, then Joe Biden's stuff that he wants to do next year for loan forgiveness can't get done because those those officials are not going to be working. Like that, those are all campaign issues. So anybody in my opinion that thinks that the government shutdown is not going to happen, it's going to happen. When it, I'll touch on the stock market in a minute. What's gonna end up happening, this is my projection, okay? Both sides, Republicans and Democrats, think that their messaging around the government shutdown will win over voters. So they're gonna let it happen, okay? And then from there, after a few weeks, after a few months, whatever it might be, they're gonna start doing polls. And they're gonna see, hey, is this shutdown helping us for votes or not? And eventually one party's gonna cave because they're gonna realize that their messaging is not getting through to voters, It's hurting them, it's a presidential election year. Okay, when will that happen? Who knows? Okay, I I don't know. Bottom line is with the stock market, I've seen this all over the time, I don't even care when I hear the word government shutdown anymore. It does nothing, if the stock market tanks, I used to look at that and be like, great, it's a buying opportunity. Like, who cares? They're, They're just gonna kick the can down the road again anyways. Right? So that's the reality of it. With that being said, in election years, especially in midterms, we typically see the stock market kind of just go up and down. But it trades in this range of kind of like sideways, slightly up a little bit for the year. The reason why I bring that up is because it does go up and down. And it's going to continue doing that with all the news coming out over the next probably 12 to 15 months. So dollar cost averaging in your retirement accounts is always important. But it's really important now. Because as it goes down, you want to be hitting those spots with investments every month or every two weeks or whatever it may be. So don't expect over the next, whatever it is, 15 to 18 months, like a 20% return on the market. Do I think we can go down like big down, like 30, 40%? I can give you some reasons why it can go down. Will it actually go down that much? I don't don't think so at this point. I think it's just going to trade in this range over the next year to probably year and a half. So that's just... And thus, I get some other news, which we'll update you in in the weekly financial news updates. That's kind of where I'm seeing things right now. That can change. Financial markets are fluid. That's also why potentially you you want to sign up as a FitBucks member because we tell you when some of these things are happening, especially with your investments, we will move those allocations for you to to match your ability to take risks so you know that you're invested the way you should be invested. So that's one of the features we rolled out earlier this year. So check it out if you haven't. We call it our hybrid robo-advisor. Uh, but that's the weekly update today. Long story short, student loan fiasco. We projected or predicted it was going to be bad. It is. It's going to get worse. Make sure you have your right loan payment, especially if you're on an income-driven repayment plan. Double check that you're on the right student loan repayment plan. With that being said, we'll see you guys next week.